keeping drivers safe on the road is one of the goals of every fleet. There are technology solutions on the market that can help do just that, especially when it comes to avoiding rear-end collisions and ensuring trucks stay in their lanes. Bendix Wingman Advanced is one such technology solution. It combines adaptive cruise control with braking features and collision mitigation technology, plus provides the full stability of Bendix ESP. Welcome to Truck Talk with Bendix, a regular podcast series from Bendix designed to help you better understand key topics in the commercial trucking industry. This is part four of the Bendix Driver Insight Podcast semi-regular series, and I'm your host, Denise Rondini. In this installment, Fred Andersky, Director Marketing Demos and Customer Interactions at Bendix, has returned to talk about Wingman Advance to help drivers understand how it works and how it helps keep them and other drivers safe on the road. Fred, it's always great to have you on Truck Talk. Denise, good to be back with you. Let's start with you telling our listeners a little more detail about what Wingman Advanced is and why Bendix combined adaptive cruise, collision mitigation, and full stability in one product. Well, you know, Denise, Wingman Advanced is really the natural evolution from the first product that we introduced back in 2009, which was Wingman ACB, or Active Cruise with Braking, our solely adaptive cruise control technology. So we kind of proved that performance with ACB, and so it made sense to take it to the next step by combining ACB, or adaptive cruise control, with collision mitigation braking, and that's when we introduced Wingman Advanced in 2011. Now, of course, stability is the foundation. It was the foundation for Wingman ACB, and it continues to be the foundation for Wingman Advanced. And what that really does is it not only helps the driver in rollover and loss of control situations, but it gives the driver options to be able to avoid a crash, such as swerving to avoid into the other lane, and the stability system is able to kick in to help keep him or her upright in that maneuver. So in a nutshell, Wingman Advanced, for its time, delivered the most driver assistance in one package. Adaptive cruise control, collision mitigation braking, alerts, rollover, and loss of control mitigation. And you know, Denise, that really helped lay the foundation for our future technologies because we made the decision that integrating technologies like stability and collision mitigation would give the drivers more opportunity to avoid more types of crash. And that's why we've always kept stability as the foundation of many of our safety technologies for today, as well as those in the future. So how does Wingman Advanced work? Wingman Advanced is our radar-only technology, and it utilizes a radar that sits on the front of the vehicle, typically a little bit low on the bumper, set back a little bit through an opening so it can see forward. It sends out a radar signal about 500 foot out in front of the vehicle and has about a 22-degree field of view. So what it does is it captures up to about 32 metallic objects in front of the vehicle, but the one it's most concerned about is that vehicle that's in front of us or that metallic object in front of us. So if we're in cruise control and that forward vehicle starts to slow, we're going to alert and intervene to help the driver maintain a following distance. And the way we intervene is we'll first reduce the throttle, and then if we need a little bit more slowing power, we'll engage the engine retarder, and then if necessary, 
will apply the brakes. Now, whether we're in cruise control or not, and this is where the collision mitigation feature comes into play, if the system determines a collision is imminent, we alert the driver and apply the brakes and cut throttle as well to help the driver mitigate the collision, possibly avoid the collision, or at least take the energy out of the resulting crash. I understand that the system alerts drivers when there's a problem. Please talk about what these alerts are for and what they mean so drivers will be prepared when the alerts sound. Okay, Denise, let's talk a little bit about each of those alerts. And we've got three alerts that we deliver with the Wingman Advanced System. The alerts are following distance alerts, the impact alert, which we mentioned before, and stationary object alerts. So let's talk a little bit about each alert. First, the following distance alerts. These are the alerts that are delivered when the gap between the driver's truck and the forward vehicle closes. So above 37 miles per hour, the system is typically going to deliver two or three alerts, a close, closer, and closest alert. The timing of these alerts as to when they're delivered may vary based on the alert scenario that your wingman advance system is using. Bendix provides up to nine different scenarios, seven of them designed for truck and tractor-trailer applications, and these can range from very conservative to very aggressive. So, for example, we've got a setting that provides on the highway alert a three-second time-to-collision alert, where you'll get the first alert or close alert, which is typically a single beep. So think beep, beep, beep. Then you'll get a two-second or closer alert, two-second time-to-collision alert, which is typically a double beep, 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 beep. And then the closest alert is typically delivered at one-second time-to-collision, which is a continuous tone, a beep. So another highway setting, though, delivers a much more aggressive approach, delivering only the closest alert at both 37 miles an hour and above or 37 miles an hour and below at 0.2 seconds time to collision. Now, that's pretty close, Denise, and so we see more of the fleets going with a little bit more conservative approach. Now, if you're a driver and you feel like you're getting excessive following distance alerts, because this is probably one of the areas we get the biggest number of complaints from drivers is that the system is always beeping, you might talk to your fleet about the alert strategy that they're using. Maybe it's a little too conservative for the areas that you're driving in. You can also adjust your driving habits to back off a little bit and have the alert dissipate or go away. So those are the following distance alerts. Now, the impact alert, this is probably the most important alert that you can get because this is the alert that tells you, driver, the system thinks we're going to have a collision, and so we'd like you to do something, either by adding more brake, taking away throttle, or swerving to avoid. Now, if the driver doesn't do anything or the driver doesn't do enough, the system is going to go into collision mitigation braking. So before the system is going to apply the brakes automatically to help you avoid a collision, it is going to give you an impact alert. And that's typically about a half second before the system starts to apply braking. So when you hear that alert, 
And trust me, you will hear that alert because it's pretty loud and pretty direct. You will want to get engaged and do something. Again, more braking power, taking off the throttle, or steering to avoid, knowing that you've got stability control to help you out. Also, too, the last alert we mentioned was the stationary object alert. And what the stationary object alert is designed to do is to give you a heads up of a stationary metallic object of size in your lane of travel. That can be a car, that can be a washing machine, that can be a barrel, a number of objects that are metal that uh, may be sitting in your lane. When you get that alert, and usually the alert is designed to give you up to a three-second heads up, you either need to slow or steer to avoid that object in your lane. So following distance alerts, impact alerts, stationary object alerts, these are the three key alerts that we deliver with Wingman Advanced. We've talked about alerts. Are there any active interventions? Yes, Denise, there are active interventions, and that's part of what brings the full value of the system to deliver. So while the alerts are always the first line of defense for a driver to help him or her mitigate a collision, active interventions are also helpful and can help that driver avoid a crash or reduce its severity. So we deliver two key active interventions, and we've talked a little bit about these as well. We've talked about the adaptive cruise control or active cruise with braking, along with collision mitigation braking. And as we mentioned, with adaptive cruise control, when you're in cruise control, the system's going to try to help you maintain a following distance, typically 2.8 to 3.5 seconds behind the forward vehicle. And as that gap closes, we do something. We cut throttle, engage the engine retarder, or apply the brakes. Now, remember, when we apply the brakes, and again, whether we're in, in adaptive cruise control or collision mitigation, if the system, or even stability, if the system applies the brakes, we will put the brake lights on to warn traffic behind that your vehicle brakes are being applied. Also, when you're in cruise control, the brake application will take the vehicle out of cruise control. So similar to your car, when you're in cruise control in your car and you step on the brake, it takes you out of cruise control, and all you have to do is to hit resume after that situation passes, and you will resume your speed. Now, whether you're in cruise control or not, when the system determines a collision is imminent, it delivers the impact alert, as we mentioned, and collision mitigation braking along with throttle reduction. Okay, this is a pretty aggressive brake intervention, more than you would typically see with the adaptive cruise control braking, because in this case, we're typically closer to the forward vehicle, and we're trying to help you avoid that rear-end collision, or again, take some speed out of uh, the collision and therefore some energy before it occurs. So what objects do we actually brake on? And this is important to keep in mind. We brake on moving vehicles, okay? So if that vehicle starts to slow or that vehicle is doing something or slows to a stop, we've been tracking it with the radar and we're going to alert you and apply the brakes as necessary. So keep in mind that Wingman Advanced applies about two-thirds of the available braking power on the tractor as well as pulsing air back to the brakes on the trailer to bring them into the game. 
In our testing, we've seen speed reductions with Wingman Advance, depending on the situation, of up to about 20 to 25 miles an hour. So therefore, your safe and alert driving practices are still critical. Along with the collision mitigation braking that we've talked about, we also have stability. So there is rollover mitigation to help you mitigate uh, rollover, such as by going around a turn too fast or loss of control mitigation, such as when you do that swerve to avoid and that starts a chain reaction, which might result in a rollover. The stability system is going to intervene by cutting your throttle and applying the brakes where necessary on the steer, drive, and trailer axles to help you mitigate those situations. So active interventions are designed to help you avoid rear-end collisions as well as rollover and loss of control. Now, let's also keep in mind that it's important to know what situations the system doesn't intervene on. Because as we mentioned, we need to have a moving vehicle. It can be a slow moving vehicle, but it has to be moving. Stationary objects or vehicles, while other systems may break on these, the Bendix Wingman Advanced System does not break on stationary vehicles or stationary metallic objects. Instead, we give you that stationary object alert. And the reason why we don't do this is pretty simple. To help avoid false alerts and false interventions that are going to create more irritation for you as the driver than those following distance alerts that you might be getting. You see, radar systems really are good for seeing metallic objects in front of them, but they don't know what those objects are. Is it a car? Is it a washing machine? Is it an overhead sign? The radar may pick those up, but because it may not be able to distinguish what it is, that could lead to that false alert or false intervention. And that's why we don't break with Wingman Advance on those stationary objects or drivers. It's also important to keep in mind that we don't break on people or animals, or what we call organics in the industry. We don't apply the brakes on those folks, and we don't intervene on those folks. So again, alert driving is still important. What do drivers need to do to use the system as designed? And just as important, what should they avoid doing? So a couple of points here, Denise. First, the most important thing to keep in mind is to drive normally, safely, and prudently. We call these driver assistance systems for a reason. They don't replace you as the driver. They're there to support your safe, alert driving habits. So driving like you normally would or should, safe and alert, is the best way to drive with the system. Always remember, you, the driver, are always the first line of defense when it comes to safe driving. Also, don't test the system. You'll know if it's not working because you will get a fault notification on the dash, such as the radar being blocked, which will shut down the collision mitigation braking and some of the adaptive cruise control features. This message may vary depending on the OEM, so be sure to check the operator's manual that comes with your truck. Testing the system is dangerous because the result you're expecting may not coincide with the result the system delivers in the given situation. Look, you don't test your airbags, do you? So don't test your collision mitigation system. Second, make sure the radar can see clearly. 
Avoid obstructions in front of the radar, such as front-end protectors that might block the radar, covers that are not OEM approved, or other things that might get in the way of the radar. This also means making sure that the radar is not blocked by snow or ice if you're traveling in those conditions. Again, you'll see a fault, and you may lose that collision mitigation functionality. Third, don't tamper with the system. If you do and there is a crash that the system could have helped you avoid, you are going to be responsible. If the alerts are bothering you, disconnecting the system will eliminate the alert, but it will also eliminate the functionality when you need it most, just before you have a crash. So as we talked about, alerts are an indication of aggressive driving. If you want to avoid alerts, back off and stay focused on the driving. The alerts will back off as well, and you'll keep the system ready to help you. Don't forget, the life you save may be your own. Also, the job you save may be your own as well, because many fleets are treating tampering with a safety system as a reason to terminate your employment. Is it really worth your job to mess with the system? That said, as we mentioned before, there could be reasons why you're getting excessive alerts. Check with your maintenance department. Perhaps the radar is out of alignment, or something's blocking the radar, or there may be another situation which your service technician may be able to correct and improve the operation of the system to better suit your driving situation. And if you have a situation where the truck stops for no reason at all, pull to the side of the road or a safe area and check to see if there is something blocking the radar. While a radar blockage typically won't cause a brake intervention, radars that have an additional cover or where front-end protectors may have come loose may cause a reaction from the system. And so if there is a radar cover and the cover is free of ice and snow, take the cover off and continue to drive. You can discuss the cover with your service technician and whether or not it makes sense to reattach when you get the truck in for maintenance. If there is a metal blockage, such as a loose front end protector, find a means to tighten the protector back up. Or if a license plate or other metallic object is encroaching, remove it or again, tighten it up. These things will help keep the radar clear and will help you avoid excessive alerts and potentially false interventions. How do drivers benefit from having Wingman Advanced on their trucks? The bottom line benefits, Denise, are easy. First of all, helping you, the driver, mitigate collisions, rollover, and loss of control situations. Avoiding crashes typically means more money in the bank since crash costs are typically not cheap and, quite frankly, lawsuits are even less cheap. The system also helps keep you, the driver or owner-operator, doing what you love to do, driving. Crashes don't look good on your CDL or your CSA scores, so the system helping you to avoid those along with your safe driving practices is a good thing to keep you in business. The system also helps you learn. And the way it does that is by avoiding alerts. If you're avoiding alerts, it means you're avoiding situations that could result in a crash. So use the system as a partner. In fact, that's why we call it Wingman. It's there to help, not replace you. System also can deliver data that can help vindicate you in a crash situation that wasn't your fault as the driver. And most importantly, this technology is designed to help get you home, as well as the other folks on the road that you share home, safely. Fred, what are unintended overrides on Wingman Advanced, how do they occur, and how can they be prevented? 
So Denise, there are three basic overrides that we have. And we have these overrides because the system is a driver assistance system. It's there to help you, and you as the driver are still in charge. First one is if the driver is applying 90% or more of the throttle, the system, if it needs to intervene, will alert and deliver only a 1.2 second collision mitigation brake intervention. This brake intervention is really designed to be a haptic alert to let you, the driver, know that the system thinks we're going to have a collision, but you're overriding the system, and therefore, it's not going to intervene. The way to avoid this is don't put the pedal to the metal. Okay, keep the pedal back. But this can inadvertently occur. For example, if you're in cruise control and your speed is being governed and you're trying to squeeze out just a little bit more speed, drivers will sometimes push the pedal to the metal to try to do that. Basic advice, don't push for more speed. That extra mile per hour you might get isn't really worth the collision. You might have avoided by letting the system do its job. Or if you're driving a manual transmission, sometimes a driver will leave that in a lower gear, but apply full throttle to try to maintain a certain speed. Again, pedal to the metal means you're inactivating the system, so it won't be there when you need it most. Second, another override is a hard steer, such as in the case of making a swerve to avoid a situation. In this case, the system determines that you want to take over and releases control back to you. Third, a rapid change in accelerator position of at least 65% throttle apply will also deactivate the system. So in other words, say you're just kind of cruising along and you've got about a 10% throttle apply on the pedal and suddenly a situation arises and you want to turn into the other lane to avoid it, but you've got some traffic coming up, so you go ahead and uh, put the pedal down and uh, put in a 75% throttle apply. This will eliminate any collision mitigation alerts or interventions from the system. This again is because the system's interpreting this action as you wanting to get control of the vehicle to make that lane change as quickly as possible. It's important, therefore, to understand how your actions may impact system performance and inadvertently create a situation where the system doesn't deliver when you need it to. So keep these overrides in mind. So Bendix has two collision mitigation technologies on the market, Wingman Advanced and Wingman Fusion. What are the differences between them and how does someone know which is which? Well, let's start with your last question first. How do you know which one is which? Wingman Advanced uses a radar only, and that radar is mounted, as we talked about, in about the center of the bumper, set back a little ways. Wingman Fusion utilizes two sensors, a radar, again in that same position, and a camera that's mounted near the center of the windshield. You can take a look, and if you see those two objects, you're pretty sure you have a Fusion system. That said, don't confuse a lane departure warning system, which is a camera in the windshield, with the Wingman advanced system and interpret that as fusion. What you can do is take a look for typically the flap or on the operator's manual to see which system that you have. The other big differences are really in the performance of the system. 
Again, because Wingman Fusion is using two sensors, it can help deliver more types of alerts and more types of interventions and a higher level of intervention than the Wingman Advanced System. So it's important because both these technologies are out there on trucks today. And in fact, a number of OEMs who had made Wingman Advanced Standard are now making Wingman Fusion Standard. So your particular OE that you use may have trucks, or your fleet, depending on the OEM that they use, you may have trucks that have both technologies. Newer trucks are going to tend to be Wingman Fusion. Older trucks may be Wingman Advanced. But it's important for you to know what you have on your vehicle. Lastly, though, as we talked about earlier, it's important to remember, just drive normally, just drive safely, and let the systems do the work when you need the help. Where can our listeners go to learn more about Bendix Wingman Advanced? First, Denise, you can always find information about our systems at Bendix.com and our other websites as well. Also, on YouTube, we have a Bendix Commercial Vehicles section that provides a lot of the videos that we have, including driving with Wingman Advanced videos for different OEMs that you can look at and learn about the system. There are also operator's manuals that should come with every Wingman Advanced equipped vehicle and a quick reference guide as well. And if you don't have these in your vehicles, again, go to the Literature Center on Bendix.com. Of course, our Knowledge Doc has information, a number of blogs, as well as videos that can provide additional insights regarding this and other technologies. And of course, Denise, these Truck Talk podcasts are a great way to continue learning about the technology as well as learning about how the technology can help you as a driver in your vehicle. I've been speaking with Fred Andersky, Director, Marketing Demos and Customer Interactions at Bendix. Fred, thanks for helping drivers better understand how Wingman Advanced works and how they can get the most out of the technology. My pleasure, Denise. Have a great day. Coming up on Part 5 of the Bendix Driver Insight Podcast Series, we'll examine Bendix ESP, and I'll be speaking with Fred once again. In the meantime, remember to subscribe to Truck Talk with Bendix on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play, and discover how Bendix solutions can help you improve performance, increase safety, and lower your total cost of ownership. Also, log on to knowledge-doc.com, where you can learn more about Bendix products and hear previous episodes of this podcast. That's knowledge-doc.com. I'm Denise Rondini, and thank you for listening to Truck Talk with Bendix.